This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. The top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, what's going on? (sighs) Celebrating the back-to-back earned division champions. It's been wild um, over the last 48 hours, but we're going to focus on the game right now. You had your cigar. Talk about your cigar. What what was it? Was it great? It was uh, uh, my fiance, great woman, um, Steelers fan, but we ignore that. It's okay. Uh, yeah, she bought me. I, I don't smoke a lot of cigars. It's gonna when I say this is gonna sound like I'm some cigar hound, but so she got me like ten cigars and a custom box with uh, last name Santagata on it, and uh, it was really cool. I picked out the one that was holographic little thing. It drew my eye. It was a Brazilian something. I don't know much. Um, all I know is it was a little fruity and earthy at the start. That's cool. It got very strong at the end. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't smoke much. <laughs> I got to put this thing away. <laughs> like, I, I, I smoke like three cigars a year. <laughs> so <laughs> this is hitting me. Um, so I, I had to finish that. But uh, no, it was good. I, I, wanted, I saw Burrow and everybody celebrating. I was like, all right, time to celebrate. Um, so next one is hopefully the Super Bowl. Um, I'm undecided on whether or not I would for the AFC Championship. I just don't do it that often. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I should, you know, why not celebrate? My team's going to a freaking Super Bowl. And then if they win it, you get another. <laughs> 100%. I think you celebrate as you go. Uh, definitely. I feel like AFC championship and Super Bowl are when you get the cigars out. What's crazy about it all. This was the last game of regular season. The fun part begins in, in a few short days, but just kind of going to this game alone. And I actually love that the Bengals didn't post anything about being AFC North champions on their social media this week. I think they put it like really small print and then they talked about the refund of the money people were getting back from Monday night football, but it wasn't like the normal AFC champion, AFC North champion uh, banner we would see on their, their social media. And I loved that Joe Burrow after the game was handing out his cigars to the team, Joe Burrow with a cigar. He's a whole nother person. And the, the videos, the Instagram. Yeah, I wish I looked that cool. I mean, yeah, he's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. But just again, not somebody I've never had a cigar in my life. Maybe if they go to the Super Bowl, I'll have one. But he just looks like, hey, I know what I'm doing with the cigar. I'm good. Like, I'm good. I'm going to get used to this kind of thing. But I love that Joe, because after if you go back to the playoff game last year, I promise I'm going to get to this game that just happened a few hours ago. But after the playoff game last year, he seemed really calm, cool, collective. But like the whole city of Cincinnati was like, wow, you just finally won a playoff game. This is huge. Let's celebrate all night. And then you get to the division around. He's getting a little excited. AFC championship. He's like, all right, let's go. And I just loved that, just how Joe really carries himself. But I wanted him to take a moment to celebrate. An NFL season is really long. This team went from four and four to 12 and four on the season. We remember that Halloween night when we're recording the podcast and it felt brutal. Yes, they still have to keep the win streak alive, but to be where they're are where they're at right now, 12 and four, they are really AFC North champions after beating the Baltimore Ravens in in the regular season finale. But I just think it's pretty incredible if you look from where it started to where they're at now. Yeah, yeah. And look, I think some people are going to diminish this win a lot because they're going to say, well, they rested their start. They rested a quarterback, a right guard, and a tight end. 
And other than that, that was starters. You had Stanley, Ronnie Stanley out there who has been injured, uh, coming back from injury this season. He played and he lost Trey Hendrickson, beat him a bit. Um, you had, uh, I don't even know if they're resting wide receivers or if that's just the squad. And that's not a good thing. <laughs> I think like, it's the squad, though. I think it is the squad. Yeah. Sammy Watkins, uh, James Prochet. I'm trying to think of all the names. <laughs> Nick, our, our producer, says that's their receivers. That's just their receivers, right? Yeah. Bateman was like their only like good, like young receiver. You're like, oh, okay, that, that guy's actually good. And then you look at him now, it's like Sammy Watkins, Deshaun Jackson's, James Prochet, um, Demarcus Robinson. That was what I was thinking of. They're like dropping a bunch of pads, all this other stuff. Uh, J.K. Dobbins got rested too. I remember they rested a running back too. But like they rested guys on offense. They didn't rest anybody on defense and it showed. Um, I think this was an earned win. I don't think that the Ravens had much of a chance going into the game. Uh, Just when you're playing Anthony Brown at quarterback and if you Google search Anthony Brown, I assume you're not going to find, if you Google image search, you're not going to find a picture of the quarterback, Anthony Brown, probably for like the first 15 results, <laughs> different Anthony Browns, and then you'll get there. So like, that's, that's not a good sign. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I, their offense was helpless today. But the question is for next week, how better, how much better does it get? Yeah. I think there's two things about that. When you look at this game and I agree with you, I'll be completely honest with you. The game felt strange. It was exciting to be back at Paycor Stadium, obviously a sold out crowd and everybody wanted this win. You could feel it at times, but it still felt different. It felt like they were going to win the game the whole time. Uh, I know it got close a few times where I was like, hmm, they're down a couple scores now and uh, I don't really like that. But but overall, I agree with you when you look at their offense and their defense. I'll say it because Joe Burrow said it after the game. Joe didn't have a great game. Um, exactly. they, got, they got very conservative towards the end and I don't blame yeah. them when it was getting down to like five minutes which that was that was also after the Kappa injury felt like they got very conservative and I'm not sure if that is a result of oh crap I don't know if this offensive line can protect or a result of we should probably stop throwing the ball because he got injured because they took <laughs> that's five-step yeah. drop I think I think it was more they were being conservative obviously when you go down Alex Kappa one of the best offensive line pieces it's unfortunate and we hope for good news. We do not have an update right now. The reports are and photos. Uh, he was on a scooter in the locker room. They're hearing ankle. He was questionable at a period of time to return. We knew he wasn't coming back and then they ruled him out. So it wasn't a right away. Hey, he's out. They put him as a questionable status. And then, you know, obviously a few moments later he was going to be out. So I think that's a concern, but there's something about Joe Burrow when he comes off a bad game that he's just like, all laser focused. Like, let's go. This is a different um, Joe Burrow we're seeing out there. And I just think they were like, look, I'm not afraid of the Ravens offense putting up a field goal. I feel good about a red zone defense. So we'll just kind of just run the ball to run the clock out towards the end. And, and they lost their timeout. So that part is that part a little questionable. And Jamar Chase and the end zone was a touchdown, but he didn't catch it. So, yeah. Oh, man. You know what I hated, though? They did all those flat screens, right? And I hated those in the first place because the Ravens' defense was playing very physical. Um, but then uh, they blew they blew the the uh, counter. They ran the fake flat screen, and Burrow missed the touchdown. But I was like, save that, save that for next week. You're playing the same team. You're playing the same. There's no need to get to that because you know, first play of the game, Paycor Stadium. Burrow drops back, runs the fake screen. For like a 60, well, 60, that'd be a good return. 80, 75, let's say. Okay, I finally found it. 75-yard touchdown or so. Like, oh my goodness, that would get the crowd so hyped. And you ran the counter off of everything you showed the week before. I don't know if they got nervous about like, oh, we need to score just to make sure we put this out of reach or whatever. But, oh man, I hated that they threw it. I was like, oh no. Like, I, I knew that's what they were setting up. But I just thought next week not in this game which was important but you could probably win this game playing very conservatively do you think and I think you bring up a really good point because it did feel like it got it got like that late they really weren't throwing the ball downfield except for the third and one um but man it almost looked like right from watching it live again I didn't watch it on tv so so watching on tv it probably looks a little closer or maybe it wasn't as close but at the same time I still think that they have a bag of plays that they're like look 
the Ravens are like, we're going to set our quarterback out mostly because Tyler Huntley is injured right now. Lamar yeah. Jackson is not playing. It wasn't because they were like, you know what? We're going to go third string. I think this is more of a, Hey, Lamar we for next week. He's yeah. Not playing. yeah. I, 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 slim and none. And I, I said it on Twitter, but, uh, the chance of Slim. Slim has had 10 tequila shots and an Uber's on the way about Lamar playing next week. I think it's Huntley, guys, because the way they frame that, we're resting Huntley so he's healthy for next week for the playoff game. You don't need to rest your backup quarterback to make sure he's healthy. You need you they they're expecting him to start. And I, Lamar could play. I'm not saying it's impossible. What I'm saying is I don't think the Ravens think he's going to play. I think just kind of with how things have been in Baltimore, just paying attention from afar and hearing like not at practice again, not at practice again. I think somebody coming back from an injury, I would think that he would have been at practice at least maybe leading up to this game, maybe limited or just, you know, hearing more about it, but not at practice, not at practice. I would just be, I'll be a little surprised and look, they could throw us all off and Lamar could be ready to go. Who knows what he's going to look like in that first game back. Um, you, you you do play at Paycor. You do get that little bit of a home field advantage. This team has only lost one game this season at Paycor, and everybody knows what that game was. Um, but I, I do wonder if Cincinnati was just kind of like, look, we're going to do enough to win this game. It's not going to look great. I think that was one of the reactions that I felt like I heard on social media was, oh, they didn't look that great, but they got the win. Or they they played a bunch of backups. I'm like, no, 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 no. They didn't play a bunch of backups. That defense is legit. They have some pretty good names on the other side of the ball. Um, and they were still out there. And as you mentioned, it was a pretty physical game. I think there were some throws. And not to be on Burrow, because I do think he he bounces back in the playoff game, because Joe is that's just what he does after a not-so-great game. But the one pass to T. Higgins when he got blown up, I was not huge on that one. Oh, uh, that was one where a he was out of the pocket, so he could have just thrown it away. And then B, it's like you're facing this Ravens offense isn't going to score much. You don't need to be this aggressive. I was glad T was okay because I was very worried. Took that big shot. I don't think that was that bad of a hit, dirty wise. I've seen a lot of people complain, but he got him in the midsection. I think that's what you're going for when you're going for these big hits on wide receivers. Was he defenseless? Yeah. Yes. Was his head down? Yes, but he did get his head out of the way. So like he didn't try to slam him with the helmet. Like that. I think that's something you'd look for. He kind of got shoulder pad into his midsection. Looks bad. Probably felt terrible. Yeah. Everybody's okay. We don't need to worry too much about it. But yeah, that was that was the throw. And I kind of went like, let's get a little more conservative. And then um then the unfortunate Kappa injury as they kept trying to get a little bit aggressive on this Ravens defense. Not saying they're like you mentioned, I don't think they've shown everything that they're going to show against this Ravens team. I think there's going to be new wrinkles next week. I wish one of them was the fake screen, but hey, they've probably got other stuff in the chamber. They, you know, I think of a, a revolver with the six bullets that they blew one. <laughs> no, they've got five more probably. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I uh, it was it was an interesting game. I I did feel like the Bengals were going to win the entire time. I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to look better because a lot of it to me was execution. Like it didn't seem like very many of the players were sharp. Um, I want to say Burrow definitely wasn't. This was, it was like a D game from Burrow. Uh, not great. <laughs> Missed a lot. Um, and then you had the chase kind of drop on that would have been a spectacular catch on the right sideline. T had a drop and, you got to think like his something's still on his mind. And that was also after he took the big shot. So it could be that too. And then just guys all over, it just seemed a little sloppy. Uh, I thought the offensive line didn't play that great. The offense in general scored plenty, but I didn't think they played great. I, I want to see a little bit better performance from them next week. I think they could win even with the same performance next week, or at least something similar, but you want to see them look sharp before they play Buffalo and Kansas city. That's the big one where I think you can get away not having an awesome offense against the Ravens again next week. Cause I think it'll be Tyler Huntley and what's their max points with Tyler Huntley, like 20 something. Yeah. Yeah. Like 24. I don't know. I think they can score that. I don't even know if he's had 24 points, but I could be wrong. So I will I'm looking that. it up. So you, 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 you and I will let the people know. Yeah, no, no, 100%. But but yeah, I agree. And like I said, 
you get through this and I, it's obviously been a, um, you know, a different kind of week, everything that happened Monday, you go into this game, all the stuff with the playoff scenarios, and then you're finally back out there. You're playing at home. You're getting up for this game and you find out, Hey, win this game, you're getting that home playoff game, still big game. Uh, you want to get 12 wins, eight wins in a row, really going into the playoffs on a high note. And one of the things that I feel like we can agree on in you, when you look at the playoffs last year, and I know this is a different year, there are different players on this roster is I wanted to see more out of the offense in the playoffs last year. So you still want them to go in pretty hot because I feel like this offense is is better than what we saw in 2021. And I want to see that again, because as you mentioned, look, as of now, if you beat the Ravens, you're more than likely going to see the Buffalo Bills. If you beat the Buffalo Bills, you're more than likely going to see the Kansas City Chiefs. And you have to be ready offensively, too, and really get things going. So I just feel like it was kind of an off game, uh, a very different game for them. But I agree with you when you said that they could probably put the same performance on and beat them again next week. To uh, let the people know, Tyler Huntley's max points this season is 17. Oh. oh. That's, uh, it's not good. Um, Can you Huntley play next week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I prefer Huntley or, or – I prefer Brown. But Brown Brown wasn't very good. Although he wasn't, he wasn't the worst. Was he, he, was, being, like... he made a couple throws. You know, I don't know. It wasn't like you're watching – the th- the Nathan Peterman. <laughs> I don't know. It, it wasn't good, but it was like, I'd prefer to play that than Huntley. And then I prefer Huntley to Lamar because Lamar could actually put up some points. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not overly concerned for the Bengals defense. I want to see everything look. It's uh, uh, win the game, win the game. That's the most important thing, but I want them to look good doing it. That uh, It's stupid, but I would feel much more confident going to Buffalo if the team looked good in the wild card round and you got to win the game first too. Like we can't just take it for granted. Like I think they could win if they played this bad, you could play worse. Bengals offense scored plenty and the defense scored for them too. Maybe you don't get those defensive touchdowns and you're talking about a close game, but um, yeah, I think they could pull it out playing like this. That's not a given though. Play better. And it is a given you score 30. I don't think Huntley's keeping up with you. Um, and that's more, it's also just the Ravens offense. I think Huntley's a fine backup. I just think this Ravens offense, uh, the receivers are Madden generated or 2011 draft picks. And uh, it's, it's not great. Um, so <laughs> Mark Andrews will play next week, I, I assume. And you get Kevin Zeitler back. It'll be a better offense. I just, I trust the Bengals defense and Lou Anarumo to do fine. Always. Always. I mean, you see Von Bell out there today. There's always a play that they make that really just changes. You mean Jesse Bates? Let's talk about it. We got to break and then we're going to get to Jesse Bates because there's more I want to get to. What a finale for him. What a finale. January Jesse is here. Uh, We'll have more (laughs) next on It's Always Game Day. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. are back on it's always big day in Cincinnati let's stay with the defense because as you mentioned I just have faith with Lou when Lou is out there I'm like you know what if anything they're gonna get field goals uh, obviously they had the one touchdown or just looked uh, with a little miscommunication on the defensive side but let's focus on I called him January Jesse but you have a better name for him Jess January <laughs> we're going with it Baituary he showed up just in time just in time <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't have too much here. Um, yeah, playoff Jesse's uh, seems like he is he has arrived. Uh, there was a pick, and I know it was an uncontested, just no, whatever. But caught it, and the strip was huge. That strip, big play down the right sideline. Then he's running downfield. Vaughn holds him up, and Jesse rips it out. Oh man, I loved it. I loved it. it reminded me of uh, Pratt. And Jesse was involved in that in week one last year against the Vikings as Dalvin Cook was about to put them in position to kick a game-winning field goal. Uh, Pratt rips it out as people are holding him up. And that's what it reminded me of when Jesse did that. I was like, okay, yeah, playoff Jesse. Playoff Jesse's here. Uh, I You don't know what anything with safeties until you could watch the all 22 and see them because when you're watching on TV, they are not on the screen for 90% of the time. But – I thought he played really, really well. And look, 
I've seen people complain about like Jesse just plays well late in the season. I'd prefer that, you know, if he just, if he, if he's, if he sucked late in the season, he was great early. Like that's so lame. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh man, wow. We got early season, Jesse, way to go. Oh, it's playoff time. I don't even know if we could play this guy. It's like, no, other way around, other way around. (laughs) I want the guy playing like Earl Thomas back there in the playoffs rather than early in the season. So I'm fully in. I hope he keeps this hot streak going. I hope he can redo the playoff run because in my opinion, Top three most important Bengals, not even just defenders, just Bengals during that run. It was Jesse, Reader, and Burrow. So hopefully we get that again. Well, I want to say with the defensive side, because it really felt like Jermaine Pratt was going to get a pick six at one moment, or I, he just the during, big tip. Yes. I'm like, oh, Jermaine. And again, I'm watching it on a replay instead of on TV. I see that. I couldn't tell if he lost that or if he just couldn't reach it, but that was that was so much like the Mike Hilton play, right? Oh yes, I love. No, seriously, there was just so many moments where at one point I'm not gonna lie because it was like a party early. They were up 17 to nothing, and defense was getting interceptions. That every drive, I was like, "Who's gonna get the interception on this drive?" <laughs> the um, Mike Hilton know, one was so funny. Um, the Mike no. Hilton one where it hits the receiver in like the chest, and then it just falls in his hands as he's running. It's like can't ask for it like it's like just you were in a magnet like what's going on he's just like running and the ball's just in his hand okay run it the other way i mean i thought it was just going to be turnovers 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 for the rest of the game and we did see a few um obviously when it comes to baltimore's offense did we see and correct me if i'm wrong some dax hill snaps sure did yeah what did that look like hard man to me, it's hard to tell. go from Jesse Bates to Dax Hill. It's so hard to see live. I, I thought he played okay. I, yeah. I don't. I think he got in on some stuff. I think he also was one of the guys that Isaiah likely beat. He was like the only guy that was a credible receiving option at times. Um, but I thought he played fine. I thought he played pretty decent. Like, a, like you have to think, though, is that you never saw Jesse or Bell get hurt this year and thank god you know knock on wood that that happens the rest of the time but that's when you would really want to analyze the daxil snaps like whenever i see him i just kind of go like it's something weird it's a third safety and even that game he started he was at nickel corner against chris godwin and mike evans i'm like oh, i'm gonna kind of toss this out a little bit because he didn't play that well and this is a really tough assignment in a position he's probably not going to play for us mm-hmm. uh so um watching i'm just like i i want to wait to really have a good Dax he'll take is for next year. It's just for next year. Unless there's some type of unfortunate event, um, he's not going to play any true safety uh, other than these three safety sets and stuff. And that's just kind of like auxiliary snaps to me. It's like, cool, he did this. Or like, I don't care that he missed that. You know, to me, it's a lot of, it's good to get him out there, get him the feel and speed of an NFL game, but he isn't playing his position yet. And I thought he was good at least pretty good in his snaps. Um, Want to see him and Trey Flowers do a little bit better job on the tight ends, but Isaiah Likely's a dude. I, I wish the Bengals got him. That was a that was a good pick by the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens are good at drafting. I mean, credit to him because he was, um, he was one of my he was one of my guys. I was when I, I watched like every tight end. He was my third favorite, and I don't think he was the third tight end taken. Yeah, no, he looked. Uh, I'm not going to say unstoppable because obviously. The- no, I don't, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah. So like he looked like, it looked, I was kind of like, okay. He was okay. definitely a positive contributor. One of the only positive contributors on that Ravens offense. He's like somebody that for next week, you kind of got to go, do we got to, do we got to have a little bit of a plan for this guy? But yeah. then they don't really play him with Andrews because they're kind of samey, you know, like Andrews, big, great receiver, not much of a blocker, likely, big great receiver not much of a blocker <laughs> you know like they do their best like they're not bad blockers but that's why they like to put in like josh oliver and patrick ricard because those guys are dudes at blocking i don't think they have nick Boyle anymore somebody can correct me uh, but uh they like to have one tight end that's like a receiver and they like to have the other tight end be a guy that in the run game because they run the ball so much yeah i feel like we've hit on the offense we hit on the defense Let's talk a little bit about uh, Drew Chrisman and Evan McPherson. Drew Chrisman had himself a day. Great punts. Uh, that one, <laughs> the one. <laughs> We're like, um, great punts. <laughs> great punts. I, well, look, uh, the one punt <laughs> he had was a highlight, though. You know, that one, he didn't even need his uh, team, to go, the, the guys, to go get it. 
the gunners uh, because he just hit it into the corner, went out of bounds at like the seven or something. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> whenever the punter can like single handedly just kind of go like, yeah, I'm that dude. I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> you know, like, I love it. Well, it's just good to see. Um, we didn't know what we were going to get. It was obviously the topic of conversation going into training camp, and then they made that switch. And I think it was a good move on on their part. Um, it's still great to see Kevin Huber out there. Saw him on the sidelines again today. And let's talk about Evan McPherson. Um, you know, I was concerned a couple weeks ago that I was like, oh, he's, is he going to – is it something in New England? What's going on? And then he's able to just kind of snap back and everything seems to be going pretty well for Evan McPherson if it's field goal or even extra points. Yep, perfect today. Um, the Patriots game wasn't good. I think this quells any concern I had about, like, is McPherson rattled or, you know, like, is his confidence shaken? No. And he kind of knew. But there was, like, that 5% of me that's just kind of like, I hope he's not, you know, beat up about this Patriots game because I think he's just a good kicker. He's better than this. And this is just a weird game. And he showed that, yeah. Yeah, that, that's all it was. The only thing I have concern about is going to Buffalo if it is similar conditions to what they played in New England. It's like, okay, is it just like an issue when it gets to like this windy, very, very cold, maybe even snowy type? Is that at all an issue? And I don't know. I, I, I don't think we've seen him kick too often in those type of conditions. Like that Patriots game is kind of the only one. It wasn't really snowy. It was just very cold and windy. And we'll see. Um, I have faith he'll be fine. He's got an awesome leg. Uh, so I think I think he'll be fine. But this was a good bounce back. I'm not concerned about him for next week. I'm going to hit on one more thing when it comes to this game. But I, there was a concern of mine that Zach Taylor was going to get kicked out at one moment. Uh, <laughs> the face mask. And they didn't call it, obviously. You know, the crowd's going crazy. Like, well, how could you miss that? And then they're even to get the ball. They're in the red zone. And Zach Taylor is just going into these officials. Even after the next play, like, he's just going into them. They're all coming over. And I'm like, all right, all right. Are, are we going to lose Zach? Like, in this game, I was getting a little nervous. I've never seen a head coach get kicked out. But at this point, I was like, he is not letting. And I and I love everything about it. I'm not trying to do a Marvin Lewis comparison here. But I, I am just going to say, like, just how animated. What we've, what we've seen from Zach Taylor this week. And I don't, we don't even have to go back to Monday night's actions to him voicing his concern with the league and the front office, you know, having his back and all of this stuff. I'm like, that's the head coach you want to be, you know, the leader of your team. And I just, I absolutely loved it. Harbaugh was the same way. He was getting real animated really? too. I didn't see that. Oh, they showed it on TV. He was yelling a lot and getting angry about that. There was one point an official wasn't coming over to him and an official was talking to Zach for a long time. And he was just like yelling, got real angry eyed, <laughs> like yelling at so he wants to talk to an official too or something like that. I was just like, all right, these, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of same. They're kind of similar. You know, fiery, you know, they, they get into this. So um, yeah, it, it's cool to have a coach. That's, that's like that. It's not the only way to do it. Obviously Bill Belichick's done the stoic, type thing mm -hmm. forever and he's won six super bowls but it is cool to have the other side too to have like a, a john harbaugh zach taylor jim harbaugh was like that too all the harbaugh family um mm -hmm. who knows if jim's coming back you know the rumors Will he coming to broncos <laughs> oh i wouldn't choose the broncos i'd stay in michigan <laughs> i mean the, well I, not to not to be sidetracked but we do have to talk about this really quickly because the the peyton news came out sean peyton news came out this week the reports and harbaugh were interviewing or in conversation with the denver broncos the denver broncos have nothing to give up and their team their team is so bad that they need all the draft picks peyton has to realize like they're going to give up all their future capital and the team's bad right now Maybe he's just like me and loves Greg Dulcich. And he's just like, I can make that guy my Jimmy Graham. Uh, probably not. <laughs> well, I will say this. I will say this. And this is a very selfish thing I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it on this podcast. There are a lot of names being brought up as these these head coaching candidates. And I'm not hearing Lou a lot. And, and it's mind-blowing. He should be a candidate for all these positions. I know it's an all hey, I kept telling you that. But I'm like... Lou, you want to run it back? Like, I like, think he's back. I'm, I'm I don't think he's the hottest coaching candidate. Like, we we know how good he is, right? Ah. But like I've been saying is that they don't give a lot of defensive guys these shots. And there's guys in front of him probably that are going to be, at least in the NFL mind, 
you know, Dan Quinn went to a Super Bowl and he's coaching an awesome defense. D'Amico Ryans has like four years of doing this. And while as awesome as Lou, Leslie Frazier also might get a shot. Um, but I think he and Lou are around the same um, area in my mind for whether or not they could get hired. He could get hired. I just, if I was going to bet on it, I would bet he's back next year. And that's not any fault of his own. Like, I think Brian Callahan is going to be the bigger coaching candidate just because he's young in an offensive mind, and that's what everybody wants. They don't want the older defensive mind. Um, and who cares? That's awesome for the Bengals, right? Love it. I absolutely love it. And like I said, uh, my disclaimer was I'm very selfish when I come up with that because I want Lou to succeed and get Yeah, there. root for wherever he goes. I'm going to root for him. But like, uh, I, I don't want him gone either. Like, it's, exactly. Can you stay in the, the window that Joe Burrow talked about today? Did you see that clip? Uh, the window is as long as I'm here, basically. <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I do anything. I've never had any doubt. Never had any doubt. And obviously that window, those extension talks can start happening really, 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 really soon. And uh, I just felt like this guy's here to stay when I heard Joe make that comment. Like, this is his team. And as long as they keep doing the things they're doing as much as they can when it comes to free HD, building around the team, extending these guys, it just felt like he's like, yeah, this is going to be the norm. We're going to win the division. And that's always the goal for a team when you talk to them in, in August or July during training camp. Let's win the division first, and then we'll figure everything else out later. Now it's all mindset of the playoffs for them. And I just absolutely love that quote by him. I was like, all right, post this quote all over the stadium. Yeah, um, post that quote when he uh, signs the extension. I think that's the big one. But uh, the, the big test to me was this year, we all knew Joe was awesome, right? Yeah. But was he simply top five, or was he elite? And I thought the test was when Jamar went out. And he passed. You know, like he passed with flying colors. Like the team was awesome when Jamar was out. The offense was great. It was rolling. So, like to me, that was like, can Joe do it without his top dog? And yes, absolutely. I didn't have doubts, but it's just like that's kind of like the test, right? Because it's like because when you're paid that much, you're not going to have as much awesome surrounding cast as you might have right now. And uh, yeah, he passed that with flying colors. He, he showed that this offense can still hum without uh, Jamar Chase. He, he can make Trent Irwin into a superstar, uh, <laughs> catching a touchdown a game, it felt like. Yeah, he's going to get Trent Irwin paid. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, when, when Brady starts throwing those balls like Scotty Washington. <laughs> like, all right, sure. So similar similar idea to me. Also, Peyton always got those guys paid, like Austin Colley and Pierre Garçon. Garçon ended up being a pretty good player, but they're like come out of nowhere type guys, and Peyton's just throwing them, you know, touchdowns, a, a thousand yards for that guy. It's like, Okay, sure. <laughs> that's kind of what Joe Burrow did with Trent Irwin. I was like, yeah, that's that's a top three elite type quarterback. I have a random thing to mention about Trent Irwin. When he first got here, obviously nobody really knew anything about him. I want to say he was on the practice squad or whatever. It was when the team was awful. One of the seasons when they were awful. And we're sitting there in the press box and it's like late December. And this guy is on the field and he's like, he's uh, putting a message in the snow. And I think it said like Merry Christmas and uh, Jay Morrison was sitting next to us and he took his binoculars and he's like, who is that guy down there? And he's like, I think that's Trent Nerwin, the guy on the practice squad. And you just where he was that night when this team was just terrible in December and he's like putting Merry Christmas on their last one to leave the stadium. And then he's catching touchdown passes from Joe Burrow and everybody knows who he is. Yeah. I, I, I had no idea. I, cause I assume he's just been here for like two years or something. Mm -hmm. I saw that he said something like me and Stanley, we got, here at the same time i was like what <laughs> so i didn't know he's here that long um what a what a diamond in the rough uh, i love, I love it was. i love it. everybody remember again he's not edelman he's tall he's in the six eric decker he's an eric decker all right we're gonna That's move right. on to playoff scenarios and again we are recording this on a sunday everything should be confirmed later this night when sunday night football comes on we'll just talk a little bit of the outlook of that we'll have previews predictions all of that as we get into the week we'll move on next on it's always game day in cincinnati this, this is it's always game day in cincinnati with lindsey patterson and mike santagata We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We talked about this odd game, but again, it was fun and cool to see the Bengals celebrate being the AFC North champions. First time in franchise history. It's back-to-back -back years. We recorded on Thursday, and then an hour and a half later, all hell broke loose. 
to be completely honest with you. A proposed... yeah, most of that recording became obsolete. Oh, it was like, <laughs> I was like, eh, you know, probably, you don't have, like, you know, just hit play. Just hit play on it and listen. Hit play and enjoy the conversation in a time capsule that we didn't know what was happening. We didn't know. If someone, I'm not kidding you. If someone would have told me when the proposal came out, if those were the options, and at the end of the day, you look back on it today, and since I was going to get the home playoff game and everything like that, I would have been like, no, no way they're going to do that. No way they're going to vote on that. It's been a crazy 48 hours. And obviously, a very emotional week uh, in Cincinnati and just overall in the NFL world. Awesome news. We keep getting great updates on DeMar. I think it's just been absolutely amazing. He was live tweeting the Bills game. I loved it. Dude, just even yesterday, though, he posted his first Instagram post, and then he tweeted. And if you... Honestly, this week has felt like it's been two weeks, but for him to just be doing that after everything that happened Monday night, I'm like, this is so cool. This is so amazing. Um, the physicians saying that the first thing he asked when he could write something down when he was, he was you know, kind of, he was waking up a little bit and he was like, uh, who won the game? And I just thought that was absolutely incredible. And it just made you feel really good that, you know, that there's going to be a good outcome to this. And then obviously uh, UC Medical Center, he's in good hands there. And we hope for the best. I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped that there's going to be a good ending to the story. Um, but, you know, we got more of those updates on Thursday and that felt great. And then the NFL is like, all right, well, we got to think of this playoff scenario. What's going to happen with this? Uh, they make the decision. It's a no contest. I agree with that 100 percent. I, I want to say this really quickly because it has been something on, on social media and it's been uh, like it's just been a long, long time, long two days. The Bengals should do what they I'm glad they did what they did on, on Monday night. If they had to do it again, I would want them to do what they did on Monday night. Yes. Let's don't change that. That's not, I, I would do it nine times out of 10. If someone said you're, you're going to get the three, none of that mattered. None of that mattered. The CD, yes, none of the, it. Getting mad at the NFL is okay. And yes, getting, that part is okay. Yeah. It's always okay to get mad at the NFL. <laughs> uh, but you know, like, and being mad that the chiefs make out well because of this, that's okay too to me. The yeah, thing I mean, that, that wasn't okay. I, I, I saw a lot of people say, <laughs> oh, well, we wouldn't do that again. If we knew it was it's just like, no, I don't that's like the, that part. That's the whole reason, the whole, the look, man, the whole thing about being, a, you know, like Zach Taylor has integrity and compassion. The entire thing is that you're doing that knowing that you might not get a good result out of this. Like, you, you know, like, the way you get the good result is if you pressure the bills into forfeiting. It's like, but don't do that because you are a good human being. And he showed he is like, I, I, I'm glad you're saying it. Cause I thought I got hammered a little bit. for saying No, no, I, there are two, I, we have to do this two, two different ways. One, like we said on Monday night, and, and that's why I kind of always hated, like, you know, every, we were getting all this good news for DeMar and then this playoff thing came on. I'm like, no, today should be about DeMar. And then we're getting this news. And I was like, it just well, we felt, had to know. It's stupid. We did. It just felt so mixed. And it just yeah. felt like at the right, wrong time because I'm very frustrated with the playoff scenario. Yeah. And I, you're perfectly fine to voice your frustrations. I, I fully got that. The, the, I guess, yeah, like I said, the thing that made me upset with yeah. my own fan base was seeing them react as if we wouldn't do this or we don't want to do that we didn't wouldn't have done that if we knew this but it's like no you no. that's that's you know like that's looking out for that's being a little bit selfish well zach taylor was being a, a human being he was yes. thinking people and the nfl anyway. should have treated him better but but yeah and i just i want people to know that like guys like we're at the situation right now obviously it, it, it worked out how it did. Um, and and NFL is probably wiping their, their forehead a little bit. Like, okay, we don't really have to do the coin flip or anything like that. But you know they'd love that. We should, we should have a coin flip. For the <laughs> they would love it. They would love to be like all TV. Everybody stream it. We're going to have the coin flip. Uh, but but just kind of just separating the two. It, it, it happened. Obviously, that game, everybody wanted to see that game. There was no way you could continue it. We've talked. Right, we got in another week. We we did. They got they got some rest. This is my 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 mother's optimism. She goes, you know what, Lindsay? Um, I wish they could have finished that game. Like obviously not not finished the game. Yeah, I wish yeah, they yeah. played the game before the injury. Before the injury. Yeah. Like obviously we wanted that because it was a big hype, Monday night football. She's we like, sure no yeah, but she's like, what because she watched it from home and she goes, But watching that from there was no way that they could continue that no. football game. And the Bengals played for nine minutes in that game and they get rest for a week. They played one less regular season game than the rest of the NFL. 
yes, it would be cool to see how they battled the Bills. And, and again, this is all pre-injury talk I'm having, uh, or pre-situation talk of what, what happened with DeMar that night. Yes, of course, everybody wanted that to be a big night and it was going to be great. It didn't. It didn't turn out that way. But now we're getting good news and it's a great story and it's a great ending. And it's just absolutely amazing what the NFL world did. So we have to stop being mad at an action. You, yeah. you do things in life not to get gifted anything, not to get anything in return. Zach Taylor did that not to get something in return. Zach Taylor did it because he's a human being and he thought about it as a human in that moment. So we, we can't think that that the NFL did this because of that. Um, like you mentioned, we can be mad at the NFL right now. We can be mad at the NFL before the game started about the situation, the scenario of the home playoff thing. I, I think, honestly, I'll be completely honest with you. This is what I thought should have happened. The game today should have been for the AFC North. Don't, don't give them the AFC North then. If you change the rules, make today about the AFC North. Yeah, I fully agree with that. It was so weird to do. Like, they have the AFC North, but they could lose the home playoffs. Like, just make it for the AFC North. Like, what are we doing here? Um, because uh, if we – if you somehow lose that game – and then you lose the coin flip. How bad does that feel? That because I believe the Bengals, the AFC North plays the AFC South next year. So you would have to play the Chiefs and Bills, and the Ravens would not have to, but the Ravens would host that game. Like that's not right. Mm. But um, didn't happen. Who cares? Yeah. Two seed versus three seed. Honestly, I probably would have rested my guys because I, I just. I, I agree think that was you. more important than two versus three. Uh, and I don't think the Bengals would have, though. Like, I, I do think that they were going to try to play for it. Um, I don't know. I... It, it, it happened that way. And now, and the thing is, you know, there, there were those scenarios. And again, we are talking about, like, this is, this is the last time we're talking about this stuff because we're moving on to the playoffs and we're not going back and they're going to play home next week. And the neutral stuff does not impact the Bengals at all. It won't happen for Cincinnati if they are somehow hosting an AFC championship game. I'm all for it. Let's go. Uh, but right now they're not in the driver's seat. You're sitting at the three seed. You still have a great season. You're 12 and four. You're AFC North champions. I still feel like the right way. There's no asterisk by being the AFC North champions. Uh, I felt better beating the Ravens to kind of get that over and be like they were going to win it anyways. Uh, but but just overall, I think we just got to look at that scenario of, of how that worked out. No, Nothing is comparison. We can't compare the two things of what happened on Monday to what the NFL decided. Yes, as you mentioned, be mad at the NFL. You won't believe me. I get mad at them all the time. Time. Roger Goodell is uh he's he's something else. Uh but but overall it could be um it it nothing's guaranteed in the playoffs. You look at it right now. Uh we talked about it off the air and just kind of talking about the matchup and I'm knocking on wood that maybe the Bengals got a better matchup in 3. I know the 2 is the two home games. I know the one seed you're getting the first round by, but you, you know what you you're you're seeing in the Baltimore Ravens. Joe Burrow is going to face him for the third time. I like Joe Burrow when he sees a team three times. Um, he normally does pretty well. And I just, I don't know. I, I kind of feel, I kind of feel good about the matchup and how it, it kind of dropped for Cincinnati. And of course, getting the home playoff game was the biggest thing. I think that they're not guaranteed to win, but I feel better at home. Yeah, they, they drew a matchup that they're going to be favored by at least like seven points. Um, the Dolphins one is weird because if Tua plays, I'd rather play the Ravens because I don't think Lamar plays. Yeah. And I haven't looked enough into that situation. I don't think Tua should play, but you know, it's a playoffs. <laughs> you know, it's the same guy sent him out the, the week after. The NFL is uh, going to be like, check your box. You're good. No. <laughs> um, but like if it's Skylar Thompson, obviously that's that's the easiest matchup you can get. But I don't think that this Ravens draw is that bad. Um, I would rather play them than the Jaguars, than the Chargers. Would you rather play the Ravens or the Patriots? So I was thinking about that. When okay. the when the Patriots and I have to say this, what was so weird is today I'm rooting for the Patriots and it feels so wrong. I'm like, I could, oh man, I I was like, I know it's beneficial if they win, no. but the football gods decided the Bills are winning that game when they returned two kickoffs for touchdowns. Yeah, they weren't gonna. You know the thing is, and you and even when I said that, I was like, man, it'd be great if the Patriots won because that, that guarantees you two home games. And and again, who knows what happens in the playoffs? But they weren't gonna lose that game. I think everybody knew the Bills were gonna win that game. Um, they they were just they were. It was going to happen. It was fate. It was uh, they were going to do just fine against the Patriots. And they did pretty much um, at least the, the late score of, of what I saw. Um, I was thinking about that. I was like, who do you want to play? Would you want to play the Patriots? 
this could come back and get me. This could really come back and get me. So this is why I don't want to talk about what the matchup would look like with the Bills or what the matchup would look like with the Chiefs because we do have to take it week by week. We can't even assume. overlook it even though you yeah, think I'm not overlooking Everybody's like, well, that divisional game and this. I'm like, no, 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 we're not there yet. We're not there yet. It is one week at a time. Uh, you, you guys just stay healthy. So I think I would say Baltimore. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I don't normally to look ahead and go away from everything we just said. Yeah. I don't I don't normally get into the whole like fan fiction-y thing, but uh, what better way to write the story than the AFC divisional round and the two captains for the coin toss are Damar and T, you know, send them both out there. I think that'd be so cool. I said it last night. I said it to a friend. But I don't even know if Damar's walking. <laughs> well, I, I said this and I, I was sitting somewhere with someone and we were talking about, you know, I hope, you know, tomorrow's really cool seeing everybody um, all over the NFL. They had the, you know, we, we, the love for DeMar and it was really cool uh, seeing Tyler boy come in in a Hamlin Jersey. Cam Taylor break got one. Uh, I, I want to credit fanatics probably for that because I know they reached out <laughs> to fanatics and they're like, Hey, I need one for, I need one for Sunday. And it was just absolutely cool to see. We saw it on the video boards and all of the NFL teams and they did trace their three on the 30 yard line. Um, but I said that, I said, you know, what would really give me goosebumps and, and again, not thinking too far ahead, but you're at the divisional round. You're in Buffalo. We have just this crazy friendship with Buffalo right now. And you do bring Demar out. I don't know how. And obviously, he's still, you know, he's still battling and, and trying to get one hundred percent. As fast as he's recovering, he might be playing in that game. Who knows? Dude, no, no, he's never. <laughs> I know, no, 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 no. We went like. I'm um, just joking, but like, yeah, I mean, he's making such great progress that, like, I'm not gonna put it past that he could be there. Dude, this guy's. This is incredible. Um, but what if even if even if they can't bring him out fully on the field? But having him in the stadium for that game, and I agree with you, and I think it was so cool. Um, I think T. Higgins uh, tweeted out a picture of him wearing the sweatshirt. And Demar retweeted it, and I was just like, man, this week has been, I said it before, it has felt like it's been two or three weeks right now. It has just been one of those weeks. It was so emotional, and then the news kept getting better. Um, but just seeing the NFL overall and, and this Bengals team and the, the like I said, the, the crazy connection we have with the Buffalo Bills, um, I feel like that'll that'll never change. And how special that would kind of be to, to play in the divisional round. It would feel so crazy because we're playing that game and I feel like we're kind of friends. But we would be the bad guys. We would be the <laughs> everybody bad guys. be rooting so hard against us. <laughs> <laughs> But I will say this, and I'm not one of those people. I won't look. I want Cincinnati to win every single game. I want them to win every week. If there's a chance they make it to the divisional round and they they can't win it, which I hope they do. Sorry, Buffalo. I really do want them to beat you in the divisional round. But if they don't, I want Buffalo to go put 40 on the Chiefs or 50. <laughs> yeah, like, me too. Like, I become a, I become an honorary Bills fan if the Bengals go out. I just I'll, I'll jump through a table. 100. Someone someone actually uh, said this yesterday. You get. Trevor Lawrence, the the Jags fan base, you think about the Bills, you think about the Bengals. Those are three fan bases, you know, years ago. We just oh, yeah. lost, Ten, lost five us. years ago. Yeah, I'm like years ago. <laughs> I, just, I guess that might have been the Bortles Jags AFC championship, but we all knew that was uh that wasn't a dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, 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 Jacksonville. But their fan base is that. You know, they've just went through it all and they, they're diehards. If you're still a Jags fan, right? Uh, before Trevor Lawrence, if you're still a Jags fan before Trevor Lawrence, that you deserve all of this right now. I'm so oh, glad yeah. their team is going to go get the they division. The fun, I did. That's the well, most said fun it. matchup of the, of the whole slate, I think. Chargers, they're, Jags. They're getting that 430 kick. I know it. Even though I think it is a fun matchup. I think it's oh, a really, man. really cool I matchup. would put that in, They are the small fan bases, so they're not going to get a primetime matchup, but I would. Like, in terms of fun, that's a primetime matchup to me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all about it. it it's funny because I said this yesterday. I said, I know they only have nine wins, but, um, you know, it's really great that they won their division and good for Trevor Lawrence to have this back uh, better year in year two and all the stuff that happened his rookie year. And somebody goes, Lindsay, that's only one more win, one less win than the Bengals had last year. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, they had 10 and seven. Sorry. Sorry about that, Trevor. That's still great. Good for you. Uh, or no, 10 and eight. Sorry. No, 10 and wait. 
10 and 7. 10, 10 and 7. 7. Oh my gosh, I can't do the math, guys. Sorry. This has been a, a little jumbled up. Uh, 17 games messes with me too. I called this team a 12 and 4 team uh, before the season, and uh, that ended up being correct. But like, I, I say that, and I'm like, does that mean 12 and 5 or does that mean 13 and 4? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I just messed that up. But yeah, but yeah, so it's still a good season for Jacksonville. Um, I'm pumped for the matchup. I'm pumped for the quarterback matchup. But if you think of the AFC overall, it's loaded. It is loaded with talent. Yeah. It's probably going to be like this for, for years to come. They did say it's the first time since 2000 that the Patriots or the Steelers aren't in the playoffs. And we bless. We are blessed for that. Sorry, Nick. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> oh, we did not mean that. Oh, Nick. Believe me, I'm happy the Steelers beat the Browns today. I told someone earlier, I said oh, there's yeah. no way I can vote for Seven Earl. sacks on redacted, two picks. I was a I was an honorary, you know. You'll never catch me with that stupid towel, but I was rooting for him. I might have to go back and watch those highlights. I'm not going to lie because I'm all in for, for seven to eight sacks on, on that guy. Uh, but no, it, it out part two. Oh, no. We, again, this is all support. All support. It's going to be a fun battle for years to come in the AFC North. Yeah, but Nick we, can wipe his tears with his Super Bowl champion. Shirts. Yes. Exactly. You have plenty of rings. Come on. Come on. I'm still waiting for one. Um, Cincinnati. Like I said earlier, it's going to be Niners, Bengals, no, Niners, Bengals, or Bengals. Eagles, Bengals. You, you said it. You go Eagles. I'll go Niners. I'm changing my Super Bowl pick. Even though my Super Bowl pick could still happen, I don't want it to. It's the, I had to change some bucks. Yeah, Chiefs and Bucks. That could happen. We don't want it. I told Nick off the air, our producer, that I'm going to wrap up. I told him that I think that the Bucks are going to beat the Cowboys next week. Oh, man, I could see it. This is the Cowboys team looks really bad. Uh, I was watching that game and I was just, Dak was 10 of 30 when I looked. I was like, whoa, that's not good. With oh, that was Sam Howell's dropping bombs on your defense. <laughs> Dude, I'm pumped, man. It's playoff football. Like I said, you're going to go back and watch a little bit of the tape. We'll move on Tuesday. We'll talk about it. I look forward, Baltimore and the Bengals, two times, two weeks in a row. Let's don't give us any 2009 vibes from the Bengals and Jets in regular season finale. Then they played them again in the playoffs. Um, so it should be it should be a fun week. I'm excited to talk about the wild card weekend. As always, thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Make sure you follow along. Bengals underscore stands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. My guess is you're going to have a reaction on all Bengals to this game. Yes. So go check it out this week. And I'll have plenty of clips and highlights. I'm already making you do this because I'm like, you better have clips and highlights of the Bengals Ravens game. Or, Absolutely. Or, I will. Okay, yeah. he's going to. Great. I'm just, I'm assuming that you're going to have those on Monday and Tuesday. So make sure you go and check that out. Bengals underscore stands. Thanks again for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.